and welcome to the Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. In our podcast, we've been talking about the Hebrew root word Naba. It's referenced by Strong's number H5012 and describes prophetic in its general sense, meaning some, someone who speaks or sings under revelation or, or inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so we've been mainly focused on uh, that word where it connects to prophetic reception. And over the past few weeks, we have had different people on uh, to tell us their examples and their stories of how they prophetically received a Naba inspiration from the Lord. Typically, that happens through our five senses. And we also talk about how um, that, that you have to be a believer, that you have to know the voice of the Lord. And, and we've given so many examples, and we even took a couple of weeks to focus in on um, the events happening in our world right now with the coronavirus uh, pandemic and, and, and how God is speaking to people in this season and that we can draw prophetic inspiration through, uh, I, I talked about the Passover story and how that we could draw prophetic inspiration even from that story. So I want to take a departure, and I know I say that every week, but uh, there's just, uh, the Word of God is so fascinating. It's like walking into a room, and there, um, in this room, there are 10 more doors that lead to 10 new places, and so it's sometimes difficult to stay narrowly on a subject because the Word of God is just so multifaceted and multi-layered, and we can never stop learning the things God wants to show us and teach us. But what I want to do is distinguish this week between uh, being prophetic or having the gift of prophecy and then those who sit in the office of a prophet. So like I said, we've been digging into this uh, Strong's H5012 Nava. And um, I want to I wanna re- again remind you that in the Hebrew language, you can have a root word, but then there can be an expounded meaning on top of that word, but it can never take away from the root word. And we see that here with Strong's H5012 Nava, that there is some expounded definitions for this word. And um, one of those is the word we want to go over today. Um, and it's Strong's H5030. I'm going to let the man say this word for us. Strong's H5030. Navi. 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 So this describes a prophet, and this is how the Strong's describes it, a spokesman, a speaker, or a prophet. In other words, this person... Um, is chosen by God to be a mouthpiece for God. So this is, a, uh, to me, a, a more deeper version. Now, I have pulled up some things that I just sort of researched about this uh, just to distinguish between someone who sits in the office of a prophet versus someone who just has the gift of prophecy. And let me give us some scripture reference here just so we can ha- have some good sound doctrine behind us. So 1 Corinthians 14.30 through 31, and this is out of the uh, New King James, says, But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent, for you can all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. So this speaks of a, a general gift of prophecy, you know, and it's, and it's giving you some rules of order, but it's um, saying that, you know, 
that all may be encouraged and that all may learn that uh, for you can all prophesy one by one. And then also in Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, it says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So this is what we typically call the five-fold ministry, and you may have seen studies where they take the hand and they um, they have, you know, your different fingers on your hand represent these uh, parts of the five-fold ministry, which is a wonderful teaching. Um, and, and this is another little distinguishing chart that I have. So, so for example, if you have the gift of prophecy, it is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Whereas the office of a prophet, uh, while it is inspired by the Holy Spirit, there are lots of places in the Bible where I saw several charts where they said this is a gift directly from God. Um, and then with the gift of prophecy, every believer is encouraged to prophesy. However, with the office of a prophet, God chooses um, who will be a prophet. And I'm going to go into all these in much more detail. Uh, for the, as far as the gift of prophecy, it's for the uh, edification, exhortation. However, when it's someone who sits in the office of a prophet, it's typically to, uh, to train, equip, direct, correct, warn, and govern a much more authoritative level. Um, you know, that's one of the rules that um, in our ministries we say, um, you know, uh, someone who's starting out uh, as a believer and who wants to begin to operate in the prophetic, just start with Scripture. Start with words of encouragement. Um, that's, that's, that's very safe. That's, you know, that's something that the Lord can, uh, the Holy Spirit will definitely walk you through. Stick to the Word of God. You can't go wrong right there. You know, of course, keep it in context. And and all of those things. And, and, and another example here is um, uh, when we're talking about uh, the gift of prophecy, that that is a gift. We have to remember that is a gift, and it is a, a gift without, without reproach. It's given for life, and it's designed for you to, to do the work of, of, of the ministry, to carry out the Great Commission. However, when we talk about uh, the office of a prophet, that too is a calling for life. And they are a gift to the body of Christ and to equip the saints. So um, we also know that prophets sometimes can miss things and get things wrong. And I've heard people say that, well, that's how you know someone is false. And I'm a little hesitant to jump on that because in 1 John 4, uh, verse 1 and 2, it says to uh, test the spirits or weigh the spoken word. So that's something we should do, by the way, Anytime we hear preaching, uh, prophetic words, um, we sh everything should line up with the Word of God. Um, the, the, my mom says it this way, that the Word of God is the plumb line. You know, everything should be balanced on the Word of God. That should be the foundation of, of everything. You know, um, I've, there's been several popular ministries and ministers that, you know, I've heard online and, and, and on television and things like that. And and sometimes they'll say something that will challenge me, and I always go back to the Word of God. There's even been things that, you know, my pastor has said that I'm like, okay, and I'll look it up. And that's my due diligence as a believer. You know, the Bible says to study, to show yourself approved. We should go and look these things up and balance everything against the Word of God. I, I think that's our responsibility when we learn that we should balance it 
against the word of God. Everything should be weighed against God's word. So uh, we don't, we don't, you know, I don't throw babies out with bathwater, you know, you know, that expression. Um, I, I may not agree with everything that a minister may say, but I can still take some, some useful things from a lesson. Uh, that doesn't mean I, you know, I want to preface that by saying I, I, don't, I don't typically listen to people I generally disagree with. But there can be some things, you know, um, I, I don't, I probably not shouldn't give an example. That wouldn't be very wise. But anyway, so let me also talk about in your Bible, there is some structure to our Bible. And uh, we have what's called the, the major prophets and the minor prophets in our Bible. And, um, and, and then there are prophets who, uh, that are listed in the Bible, but we don't, in, in the Christian world, we don't really count them as prophets. But the Bible says that they are. Um, and there are, I want to also preface this, there are a lot of women prophets in the Bible. Uh, we see Anna in the New Testament. Uh, that's found in Luke 2, um, verse 36. We see uh, Miriam, the sister of Moses, will prophesy. Deborah, uh, Huldah. Philip's daughters in, in the New Testament, both in New and Old Testament, we see a lot of women that prophesy. Um, there's actually more than that. I, I don't have time to go through the whole list. But um, something that's interesting that I thought I would bring out is that in the Jewish uh, faith, you know, they have, um, they they list more prophets than we do in our Bible. And actually, I think they're actually correct. And I don't want to prove it with the law of first mention. I, w- I want to kind of go back and look at the law of first mention in our Bible with the word that the first time God calls someone a prophet. Now, actually, we'll find out this is not the first prophet in the Bible, but the first time someone is called a prophet. Later, Moses will be called a prophet in Deuteronomy. But um, I just want to also touch on the law of first mention. So anytime something is mentioned the first time in your Bible, that sets a precedent. And so we need to pay attention to those things. Um, and, uh, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to park that right there. But the, the law of first mention. So this is an interesting story. Um, and I believe there is so much hidden prophetic revelation even in this story. Uh, but the first time someone is called a prophet in the Bible is found in Genesis 20 uh, and in verse 7. Um, let me give you the background on what's going on in this particular story. So Abraham and Sarah are on their journey. You know, there was the call of Abraham where God called him. And then the, there was the walk of Abraham where he, he basically just sojourned uh, and, and God would tell him where to go. So he came into uh, this territory of a man named Abimelech. Okay, well, let me back up and give you a little foundation on this, too. So the, the word Abimelech is not a proper name. It is a title. So you have uh, this word, Abi and Melech. So Abi is uh, the word for father. I'm sure you've heard of Abba before. And then Melech is the word for king. So his name is Father King. Um, you know, that's his title. And so... Um, uh, Abraham and Sarah come into Abimelech's territory, and Abraham is concerned uh, because his wife is so beautiful, and we know that from previous scriptures in Genesis 12, that um, he wants her to say that she is his sister. 
And it's not exactly a lie because um, they were, uh, you know, somehow related. But um, he uh, he's concerned because of her great beauty. And um, we actually know there's a precedence in Genesis 12 that while they were in Egypt, he did something very similar. So uh, that's a clue to us, a prophetic clue um, when there's a pattern like that, you know, hey, there's a, there could be a, something deeper meaning, some prophetic layer here we need to pay attention. And so Abimelech sees Sarah and takes her into his palace. Um, and at this point, he hasn't done anything, you know, but he's taken her into the palace. And then he has a dream from God. Talk about a Naba experience. He has a dream. And God himself comes to Abimelech in the dream and starts out kind of ominously by saying, Behold, you are a dead man <laughs> because you've taken uh, this man's wife and she's a married woman. And, and there's a whole prophetic layer. And, and this is not about this story, but, it, but basically God tells him to, uh, to give Sarah back to Abraham. Uh, Abimelech ends up blessing them with silver and give some safe passage. God, in turn, um, uh, opens up the wombs of, of Abimelech's people, and um, and and there's a, a basically a blessing that takes place. And I believe that's a prophetic um, foreshadowing of things to come. And so th there's like many multiple prophetic layers there. But God says to Abimelech uh, that Abraham is a prophet. And this is the first time someone is called a prophet in the Bible. Now, later in Deuteronomy, um, it'll be said that Moses is a prophet. But here, the first prophet in your Bible is actually Abraham. And so he's actually going to become a spokesperson for the Lord. And I just wanted to sum up that that's exactly what a prophet is. A prophet is just a spokesperson for the Lord. That's what the Lord has them do. In fact, um, there the, the word... Uh, Nebi, which is a form of that uh, of the word we're talking about, uh, it means to speak for another, especially one who speaks for God, and it also um, it means to bubble forth like a fountain. I love that. So so it to bubble forth like a fountain. It, it reminds me on our show we had uh, Marsha on, and she was telling us about her father. Had, uh, had spoken with David Ben-Gurion, and he's the one that proclaimed Israel to be a nation. And he said, uh, you know, it just came out of my mouth. <laughs> and then I realized I was the one saying that Israel shall be a nation. I believe in that moment he had a prophetic encounter, and that was a prophetic act. And I do want to speak to one other thing about prophecy. Um, prophecy deals typically in your Bible with either the past, the present, or the future, and I have to I have to take a sidebar here and talk about um, the the realm of the spirit is timeless. You know, God is omnipresent. He's in the past. He's in the present. He's in the future. He's in He's in all of those places all at once. And so, when the Lord is dealing with us prophetically. It can be uh, dealing with our past, our present, or our future, and um, that's just the amazing nature of God. But but the Lord is able uh, to work. Uh, you know, even in our Bible, we see this. We see most of the prophecies in the Bible 
will uh, deal with a lot of times the past. And in fact, most of the time it'll, you know, I'm thinking of Hebrews 4 even. It's talking about the children uh, of Israel in the Exodus. And so there'll be a lot of times that God will refer back when I brought you out of Egypt or when I brought you into the promised land. And that's usually attached to a prophecy. Uh, a lot of times prophecies will deal with uh, the law and, and talk about the, the the agreement that God and his people had. Um, when it's dealing with the present, a lot of times the prophets would would sort of admonish the people because they were in uh, sin and they were they they had forgotten and disobeyed God's word and what was really amazing is sometimes that will be dual it will be talking about their present condition and a future condition um, and then uh, in the future you know that that'll talk about God's promises and those can be in, in the positive or the negative you know for for people who have been obedient that can be a wonderful thing you know we think of judgment sometimes in such a negative connotation, but I want to say that judgment can actually be a good thing because how can you be adequately rewarded unless you've been judged? You know, um, when, a, when a teacher takes up a test and grades a paper, she is judging your work, and uh, for you to get an A, she has to judge it. You know, I think of um, in our court system because a lot of the things in your in your Bible are basically on a, in a court-type system. And uh, for us to be able to get a reward at the Bema seat, that's a judgment, and that's a good judgment because that's a reward for God's people. So a prophet is someone who is a spokesperson on God's behalf. You know, we, we think of it in terms of, thus saith the Lord. And so that is this type of prophet, someone who sits in the office of a prophet. Um, in our Bible, I just wanted to give you some of the themes that God's uh, prophets dealt with. A lot of it was about the land of Israel. Um, Billy Brum says it this way, as goes Jerusalem, goes Israel. As goes Israel, goes uh, the church. <laughs> as goes the, the church, goes the nations. And then all the way down to your area, your, you know, your country, your state, your city, even your local church or area or family. And so everything in the Bible is very Jerusalem-centric. You know, everything flows out of Jerusalem. Um, all languages flow to Jerusalem. A lot of neat things about that. Um, a, a lot of prophecies in your Bible deal with um, the Lord and the nations or the Lord and Israel. Uh, some of it is about God's judgment, about the restoration of Israel, the restoration of all things. And then my favorite thing about prophecy is almost all your prophecies have a messianic layer. They are pointing us to Jesus. You know, we can never forget that our entire Bible is really about Jesus. You know, we look at the book of Revelation, and I'm, I'm from the South, and so a lot of times you'll hear people say revelations, plural, but there's only one revelation, and it's the revelation of Jesus as the King. And so we have to remember that Jesus has to be our focal point and that everything is about him. Uh, everything is about the Lord. And so I just wanted to hone in on the office of a prophet. Um, I don't ever presume to be in the office of a prophet, but I do believe I can have the gift of prophecy, especially uh, the form of prophecy to edify and encourage and equip uh, to speak you know, I always talk about speaking life to people, speaking encouragement and blessing. Um, you know, just the Lord can speak to us, like I said, through our five senses and that Naba way 
uh, and we're going to, you know, dive in, I think, over the next few weeks and into to more detail some of the words that come out of the word Naba, like this one. Uh, this one deals with uh, someone who sits in the office of a prophet. I can't think of many examples, although there are a few people who I believe sit in the office of a prophet. I, I will give you one modern person who passed away, you know, within the past uh, 10 years. Uh, that would be David Wilkerson. I believe he's someone who sat in the office of a prophet. God spoke to him on a national level. He would have national uh prophetic words and and a lot of times he was very misunderstood because of the things he would he would prophesy you know would not come to pass until the next generation until after his death and so uh he was prophesying i believe in the 70s he gave a, a really detailed lengthy prophetic word that we have actually seen come to pass here in the last few years and i think some of that is still coming to pass um, there are other people who I think sit in the office of a prophet. Um, you know, there, you know, there are some that that are popular, and and I and I really take heed to a lot of the people who are out there today. But um, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to label people because you know you don't ever want to to be put too much stock in that because you always have to, like I said, put check everything against the Word of God. Always come back to the Word of God for everything. But, um, you know, we're going to study about the gift of prophecy. Um, I don't want to concentrate too much, but I did want to devote one episode to someone who sits in the office of the prophet. I think that is a heavy burden. Um, we should be praying for those and those positions. Um, I heard someone say one time, you know, we have pastors and we have evangelists, but a lot of times, uh, and we have teachers but you don't always see a lot of churches have an apostle or a prophet on staff. You know, uh, you don't see uh, too much about that. So I think there's a lot of people who, um, there's a lot of misunderstanding about those offices. But I believe uh, that we are in the prophetic age, the prophetic dispensation of the modern church. Um, I believe that this is the, the time of the the, the prophetic voices to arise. I believe God um, is going to speak through uh, prophets that speak to the nations. Um, I believe I've seen, you know, some of those who whose God has raised up, and I really take a lot of pause to listen to what they have to say. So we, we need to understand that that, um, that is, you know, a higher office, the office of a prophet, but that we as believers, you know, we can, uh, we can have the gift of prophecy. You know, we can uh, we can definitely have the gift of prophecy. Um, I think of 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty six. it says, you know, I've read this one before. Uh, well, brothers and sisters, when you meet together, uh, one will sing, one will teach, one will tell a special revelation, uh, one will speak in tongues, another will interpret, but everything must be done, uh, that, that is done, must be done to strengthen all of you. And so that's that's sort of the premise of, of what I want to do here is just to speak to you about being uh, prophetic and to make it practical. And I, I really want to hone in on the next few weeks. Uh, you know, we've been talking about prophetic reception, but I want to move to uh, to prophetic transmission. And I want to talk about prophetic evangelism uh, in the coming weeks. That's something I want to hone in on. Although I do want to still uh, hone in on the reception part because God speaks to us in dreams, and just like Abimelech, God came to him in a dream and said, Abraham is a prophet. Um, th there's also, um, you know, we can hear, uh, 
uh, just I'm thinking of, of Amanda Berry Smith and, and the, the historical context we had last week and, and Nate and Demetrius. They heard something that really changed the, the path of their life and, and set them on, on that perfect will of God. Uh, and then there can be people who, who see who see things. God, you know, I've talked about um, being in the restaurant and the, and the Lord just sort of showed me that this lady kind of had a dark cloud over her and it really got me to pay attention. And um, so we have to be um, willing vessels to receive what God is saying to us and we have to be receptive and we have to hone that um, by, by, being, uh, by being aware, by just being aware. And, and, you know, I'll go around every day and I'll say, you know, Lord, show me today how you can use me. Lord, speak to me, you know, open my eyes, open my ears that I may see and know what you're saying to me in this hour. So that, that's, that's the encouraging thing I want to leave with you, um, that some people sit in that office of a prophet, but, the, but what we're focused on in this particular study is people who have the gift of prophecy. And so I pray that if you don't have the gift of prophecy and you are a believer, that you would just pray and ask the Lord to give you that gift, to just open your eyes and open your ears that, that the Lord would uh, either, you know, speak to you uh, in a dream or that he would just speak to you in your spirit that, that uh, you know, and, and to be very practical, we've said in here before that uh, for God to speak to us, oftentimes I hear the Lord in my mind, you know, like, like my imagination. I hear him in my mind, oftentimes in my own voice. Um, and I've given the example of, you know, driving down the road and, and I started to make a turn uh, on this road that was sort of notorious for car wrecks and it was a mountainous, really curvy road. And I just heard the Lord very authoritative, but very calm in my own voice inside my mind. The Lord just told me, do not go that way. But I knew that was not my thought. In fact, it kind of startled me and 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 it did so enough that I I. I took a lot of pause and I was like, okay, yes, Lord. And I knew I had to obey that because I knew that the, that was the Lord's love for me, that he was looking out for me. And I didn't know, you know exactly what would happen, but I knew I had to trust that voice. And I've learned to trust that voice and, and, and to, uh, to uh, this is one of the words we're going to talk about going forward, but I knew to lean in to that voice and leaning in is one of the words uh, for, in your Bible for being prophetic and you know, hopefully we can dig into that in the coming weeks. So lean in to what the Lord is showing you or telling you or impressing upon you or speaking to you in a dream and listen, listen to the Lord and then pray about it. And I believe the Lord, he, he's always looking for ways to, to communicate with us. Uh, and we need to be receptive, to, to be prophetically receptive and so I just encourage you with that with that this week, and I hope you will be blessed as you go forward. And I just pray that the Lord would begin to to speak to you, and that that uh, He would begin to show you things and, and and impress things on you, and speak to you through dreams. And so, have a wonderful week. If you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe and consider giving as little as a quarter through patreon.com slash the practical prophetic or through the link in the description box. All proceeds will continue to fund this podcast and thank you for listening. And also, if you would like to send me an email, you can do so at bethwingate 
pathame.com. That's Beth Wingate, B-E-T-H-W-I-N-G-A-T-E, at AIM, A-I-M, dot com. Beth Wingate at AIM.com. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and have a blessed day.